head on over to patreon.com forward slash severe MMA podcast right now to support the podcast and sign up for our premium content and now here's the podcast the pride of limerick the young man named sean sheehan the mma media don graham mcdonald the severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot and I'm proud that people are coming up with me. Welcome, welcome everybody to episode 194 of the Severe MMA podcast. My name is Sean Sheen and joining me this week, like every week, is the buff Egan of Irish MMA media, Graham McDonald, as we bring you through a very, very, very quiet week of MMA and talk about next week, <laughs> which will hopefully be a little bit busier as we have UFC on ESPN Plus One coming up, which, God almighty, I hope they go back to like UFC Fight Night 197,000 or whatever it is at this stage. But anyway, before we get it's into all that, how are you anyway? It sounds, like it's on, it sounds like it's on like tape delay because it's like ESPN oh, yeah, plus, plus One. Yeah, it's like Dave Plus One. It's, or, it sounds, yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, you can watch it in there later. Don't worry. RTE One uh, Plus One is always weird. Yeah, exactly. That's just RTE yeah. Two, like. When I saw that first, I was just like, oh, that's so strange. Although, it looks like that on the TV guide on like Sky Digital. Yeah, both of our phones though, are OnePlus 6s as well, which is a bit weird, isn't it? Because it's like we just have 7s, really, don't we? I think mine's a OnePlus 6T. All right, so you have a 7T. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. You have a 7T. 60. Any more, uh, any more crack with you anyway? No, no news between... Uh, from from when did we do the podcast last? We did like last. We're going mad these days because there's no podcast. Yeah, so it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. It's like I can't even remember what day it was. What was it? Saturday? Was it Saturday night? Last Saturday, I think. Yeah. So what did we? Fr- no, it was actually last Friday. I think because we. Fr- oh no, it was Saturday, uh, and we released the, the Saturday, one before yeah. was the night. The one the, the night of the fights was the night. Yeah. Yeah, we've actually been. I yeah, it was. Yeah, it's, it's all messed it's up. It's all <laughs> muddled over the Christmas as well. We're like, I love the way like people take two weeks off over Christmas. We actually put up more podcasts on Patreon and stuff <laughs> over Christmas than we normally would just because I'm a bit of a freak and I'm like oh we're going to have no podcast now because of Christmas so I just do like 10 more podcasts loads of podcasts loads and of then podcasts, oh shit yeah. we have loads of podcasts yeah. I actually have a couple of very unique things coming up on Patreon over the next couple of, one of them definitely next week anyway and another one hopefully next week as well, maybe the week after which should be a bit longer podcast so uh, if you're looking if you like Patreon you like longer podcasts longer. Uh, sign up yeah, yeah did, you, did, did people finally request the Ben Askren fights will you stop why, why do you keep asking people about these Ben Askren fights and asking me about these ben? nobody wants to watch Ben Askren Fights. Nobody wants to watch Francis. People want Singano. you to watch Ben Askren fights. Well, I do anyway. Nobody wants, wants you. Nobody wants to listen to me watch Ben Askren fights. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> listen to me watch Ben Askren fights. Doesn't really matter. I actually. I don't, have- want to, I don't want to listen to you do it. I just want you to have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone pay a fiver, sign up for Patreon, and then not listen to it just just to give me pain. But I somebody please that. do that. Refuse to listen to it after you requested it. Did you see, actually, the other day, someone sent uh, sent me like this really nice tweet and all, saying like, "Oh, you're a really great image." Or no, no, no. What they actually did was someone asked for like. Um, podcast uh, um, recommendations and stuff and they replied to this guy and they go oh Sean and like he's a really good uh, journalist now he's taken John Jones was really good and you should sign up for his Patreon tag severe my podcast and in your man replied that fucker blocked me I'm not signing up for him at all it's like yeah that's that's just my Twitter in a nutshell really isn't it there just uh, people so you just wanted sound... to slip in that somebody said you're a great journalist <laughs> no no just the, the blo- I was actually no, <laughs> been planning this all week <laughs> the, the, the lad who said I blocked him was actually the best part of it he's probably a dick 
weekend as well so I probably blocked mm-hmm. him I probably blocked him uh, for, for valid reasons anyway but <laughs> there you go there you go I suppose we better talk about a few a few fights here even though there isn't you know that much to talk about actually on fucking Patreon last week we did a great podcast on Anderson Silva we went back and watched all of his fights and talked about it uh, when the lads sent it in the $20 subscribers it's actually patreon.com forward slash severe podcast or uh, severe forward slash patreon you can get it there that was a really fun one it was like a half an hour long or something like that so people really enjoy that if you just want to sign up for one month to, to see that or whatever you can sign up it'll cost you uh, four euro fifty or whatever uh, and then you can uh, you can get rid of it again if you want but uh, it's definitely worth listening to that one uh but anyway i i did the same kind of for for a few of these fights because i knew we'd have to talk about them for for a long time and i know you watched uh, a couple of tj dillashaw and, and henry cejudo fights this is a kind of you know I talked about it for Amanda Nunes versus Chris Cyborg. You know, you, you look back at some of their old fights and you don't really know how this fight is going to go because they've never really fought anyone like the, the opposition. But for, for this fight, it's it's like the complete opposite because Henry Cejudo has fought probably the person you could compare most to, to TJ Lillishaw. Well, apart from maybe Dominic Cruz, but, but Mighty Mouse John, you know, really, really fast, really high level, you know, gives you an awful lot of different looks like TJ does. Not not the exact same as TJ. Obviously, TJ's very different in the way he kind of goes about it. But, the, you know, the quick, and the sharpness and everything but I, I still find this I still find this pretty hard to break down are you kind of the same watching back their old fights and just kind of thinking about this matchup that it's it's maybe a difficult one to decipher how it's actually going to go yeah well like Henry Cejudo has shown such big improvements like he's making like, like I know TJ's improved over the last few years but I think in the, the fight to fight recently uh, Henry Cejudo's like he's changed his striking style completely he's 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 very good at it for somebody who's changed it. He must have been working on it before he he kind of took whipped it out in the fight, mm-hmm. but uh, or maybe he's just that that natural at it. But uh, I'd say he's been working on that for a while, and he, it's an awkward style. It's it's a different style. It's not the the kind of Muay Thai style that that uh, TJ Dillashaw and, and most most MMA fighters uh, use. So maybe that will cause some some problems. But TJ's already fought people with strange styles and different styles and he's he's got a very good record it's a tough one he's going to be the bigger guy as well in there TJ but um, I have a funny feeling that that, that Henry Zahudo is going to have a lot of uh, success but I, I, I think it's going to be a very close fight I'd probably I, I think there's going to be a close decision I, I really don't know who to go with I have a sneaky feeling that, that Zahudo is going to be able to do it like watching back the fights as well coming into this and coming into watching the fights I was thinking like oh no definitely TJ and my whole thinking all the way along and I probably still will side with TJ for my for my but he looks pick. better he looks so much better each fight he does, like he's yeah. gonna look, uh, I'm assuming I'm, I'm in this pick or in this very tentative pick I'm assuming that he's gonna make even like he's gonna make more strides like maybe not as much as as before but he's gonna make strides and he also has the wrestling to fall back on that he hasn't really used mm-hmm. uh, all that much. Yeah, the, the, um, thing, the thing about Cejudo as well is, like I, I talk about it a lot with, with Rose and Amunas. I think, you know, Rose for a long time was this kind of wild submission artist and she'd go for submissions from all, all types of angles and everyone thought that's kind of what she was. And then for a while she fell in love with, with striking and that's all she did and then she became like world class really good. And then she just, you know, kind of put both of them together. And I thought that was at the point in which she became a really, really good fighter. And it was the same with, with Henry Cejudo. He was obviously a wrestler, you know, gold medal, uh, Olympic wrestler. And he came into MMA, used his wrestling a lot. And then he kind of fell in love with striking. But he's he's starting to 
he's starting to kind of put it together now as well and he he got Demetrius Johnson down what four or five times in that fight did like did really well in, in that realm at least and in the striking I know I picked Demetrius and I'd want to harp on you know that fight uh, that the decision anyway that much and I, I know I'm not picked Demetrius but I thought Demetrius won but I thought Watching it back, the standout thing for Henry Cejudo, even though he did, you know, get caught with a lot of strikes. Now, he actually did well, you know, from kind of strike to strike in that uh, most guys, when they face Demetrius Johnson, they're just completely overwhelmed. And I thought a really good thing for Henry Cejudo is at no point was he really overwhelmed. Now, one thing, actually, before I kind of get into that, I suppose, Cejudo, to me, seems like a very nervous sort of person watching his fights at the same, you know, uh, at the start of all his fights. At the start of Demetrius Johnson's fight, remember he kind of went over on his ankle and his foot and for like the first 90 seconds of it, his his leg was like fucked up and it just miraculously kind of healed. I think that was nerves a little bit, more than him actually going over or getting kicked on it or anything. I think it was a little bit of nerves. So that's a thing to watch with, with TJ as well, who has, you know, two finishes in the first, what, six or seven minutes of his last couple of fights against, uh, against Cody Garbrandt. So that's a thing to watch there. But I thought, like... Henry against Demetrius Johnson, he's very, very defensive, and he will bite his time. He was very defensive in that fight. He he tried to hand fight, stop the the kind of the lead of Demetrius Johnson. When Demetrius came in, he backed off an awful lot, as you mentioned there with that karate stance, Leoto Machida style, and tried to land the counter right. Now, if you go back and watch the Sergio Pettis fight, he attacked more, tried to land the right hand a lot, a lot more, and tried to you know come in, get underneath with with takedowns and stuff uh, against uh, Sergio Pettis. Against Demetrius, it was almost always. Uh, inside he got takedowns with body locks and and stuff like that um you know when obviously when he doesn't face someone as good as dj he's going to attack more against tj though will, will he do that you know tj's not the type of guy like henry who will bide his time he will go and he'll look for strikes now he's a counter striker as well and he'll try to draw you out but he will go and look for strikes which maybe you know which may be a good thing for henry cejudo is a, a guy biding his time looking for you to come in so he can strike you if you come in and strike then he can strike you with those those shots and maybe that's a good thing uh, for him as well but you know I suppose we can get into the wrestling more in a little bit in a minute but in the striking realm you know we talk a lot about TJ don't we and he's kind of he's odd style Dominic Cruz type of style I suppose what do you think you know Henry can actually do to counteract that or will it be a thing of just trying to get it to the wrestling realm or do you think he'll take him on in the striking battle I, yeah, I don't think he'll be diving at legs like a, a Ben Askren or Cain Velasquez in the second JDS fight or anything like that. Like, but uh, I think he'll he'll test it out of the feet a bit, like, and see if he has some success or just kind of, you know, because if you it, you you need to set up takedowns with with strikes, like nearly nearly always, no matter how good you are at wrestling. If you're in MMA, it's different than in in freestyle wrestling. It's some guys can't even make their freestyle wrestling work at all in in MMA. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to set it up with strikes unless you're fighting low level, uh, low level opponents. So yeah, he's definitely going to have to he's going to have to throw punches with TJ. But it's not like oh he, he's like up in peril and grave peril at all times if he's on the feet. I don't think. Uh, I think he, his awkward, different style can kind of cause a little bit of trouble for TJ or make TJ think about the, the style. And then when he's thinking about the style of striker, maybe he can land his his takedowns. Yeah, the one I think the one difficult thing for Henry Cejudo as well, you know, he's kind of fighting out of that karate style. You know, we talk an awful lot on this podcast about kind of breaking that distance, and I think TJ is really good at breaking that long distance, and he's a little bit more experienced at it as well. You know, we saw him in the second fight against Cody Garbrandt knocking him down with the with the big head kick. Watching Henry Cejudo as well, he seems very very open for a kind of a long head kick that's 
thrown fast and can break the distance quicker than he can react to the distance being broken. So watch out for something like that as well. But look, there's there's a few key areas. Like I think I think the key area is that distance breaking. Who can break the distance the better? Then the second area I think is is the countering. Like if you go back and watch the the, the second Asin Sao fight, TJ Dillashaw fought, like Asin Sao fought in a way that you'd probably expect Henry Cejudo to fight in the striking realm anyway in this fight. You know, he stood back, waited for TJ to come in and tried to counter him. Now, almost all the time throughout that fight, TJ was faster. He was just a faster man, could strike Asin Sao before Asin Sao struck him and just kind of dominated that fight because of that. But will he be able to do that to Henry Cejudo? Now, I think he probably will. But Henry Cejudo has two fights against Demetrius Johnson. You know, he's been fighting 125-pounders. And I think that's a big advantage coming into a fight with TJ Dillashaw in a fight which could be like that. You know, where it could be TJ coming in, trying to land quicker than Henry Cejudo can land against him. So that's an interesting thing uh, as well there, in, you know, in the striking. And Henry's, as I said earlier on, he's not he's very good at not get, getting flummoxed. You know, if, if TJ comes in and throws strikes from all different areas, he's seen that before against Demetrius Johnson. And the first fight, he did get a bit flummoxed. But in the second fight, he really didn't, you know. And I think okay i i think he lost the fight but i think he did he did well in that fight definitely that's undoubtedly uh the case that he did well in that oh fight. yeah he did. no matter yeah. what you think about decision he had a brilliant performance mm -hmm. yeah 100 but like he, i'm very interested to see if tj will still have that speed advantage even though he's gone down to to 125 pounds and we can get to the we can get to the the, the weight cutting stuff in a second as well but i suppose one thing but you know before we get to that the wrestling as well you know, TJ Dillashaw obviously has a very good wrestling game. He, uh, you know, took John Lineker down for fun in, in that uh, in that fight they had and just taking lots of guys down uh, for fun as well. It's going to be very hard, obviously, to get Henry Cejudo down. But I think it's it's to see if Henry can, Cejudo can get him down. That's that's a, a, a very big thing for me. And I think he, he probably can, especially if it gets into kind of the body lock uh, area. Henry Cejudo's really great there. And, you know, that... that countering game of Cejudo actually leads you into getting body locks and takedowns from there like just think about it if you're reaching in with a shot uh against a guy like Cejudo and he you know he doesn't really care about not avoiding the shot or he doesn't care about getting a shot back against you uh and he all he cares about is catching you when you come in to land that shot that's very hard to stop like if uh, you know the only way of stopping it is not to throw the shot in the first place and you know, as I said earlier on, that's not really what TJ Dillashaw is. He will come in and he will throw the shots. He will lead. He will come in and, and throw three or four punch combinations. So if Henry can catch him in there, yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be aggressive about it. He'll be moving forward. And... Yeah. Another thing as well, though, in in you know, in the in the takedowns. One thing I noticed with TJ, and it's a thing Dominic Cruz did as well, that they kind of stand in the pocket, just straight up and wait. You know, they kind of move their head to the side or are you know, throw kicks from out of there, move back uh, after a few seconds and stuff, but there's this, you know, they're like a helicopter before they land, you know, just kind of stuck there in, in this kind of mid-area between strikes after they just throw strikes and before they, they go to throw them again. And that's an area I think, if Henrik Cejudo can break that and get in and take TJ Dillashaw down or time him just as he's about to stop in there and, and get him to the ground, he can keep doing that over and over and over. If he can isolate that one area and find a way to break into that area with TJ Dillashaw, I think that could be a big, big advantage for Henry Cejudo because his single legs are unbelievable. If he can get a hold of that front leg, he's really, really good. We saw him in, what fight was it, the Sergio Pettis fight, taking him down, just absolutely destroyed him with, with a couple of single legs, just took him down with absolute ease. So I think he can definitely take TJ down in that area but 
you know, it's it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because these two guys are, are really, really good. You give Henry the wrestling advantage. You give TJ the striking yeah. advantage. It's one of those fights, isn't it? Now, cutting that extra weight isn't, uh, like, is, uh, if he was fighting, if uh, Henry was fighting TJ at Bantamweight, it would, it would be... It would be it would be a different a different story like you know, cutting that extra ten pounds when you're already that light and you're already that chiseled and, and like TJ's not like you know you wouldn't be thinking ah yeah he can go down no bother like you wouldn't be thinking that looking at him he's very muscly he's very he he doesn't look like he has a lot to spare when he when he weighs in at 135 so um he's never been there before 125 uh, I'm pretty sure yeah he hasn't yeah. And not in the UFC anyway mm-hmm. and he. Uh, he will like that extra ten pounds is no joke at all. Like I, I've seen some weight cuts, and, and when guys are small and trying to cut that extra weight when they don't have much to give, it's it's it can be brutal. Yeah, like the, there was this. Did you see that video going around where TJ looked a bit gaunt and stuff? And a lot of people were saying, "Oh, he's he's not going well." But to, to me, that looked like it, it was like mm. this promotional video for some protein or some shit. But to me, that looked like a guy after had hard sparring day, and he woke up to an email saying, "Here." Um, you know, record this video there for this fucking myprotein.com or whatever. Uh, or he was out in the piss the night before. You know. <laughs> could be, could be. Who the but, fuck? It could have been, it could have been filmed fucking ages ago. Who knows when yeah. I was filmed? The one thing I noticed from that though is on it, it said his weight was 132 pounds on the computer thing. Now, whether that's true yeah, or not, as if, I, I as probably if. not. Or was He's it lower than what he would cut to his whole career. No, like, it, like, sorry, 100, 142, I think it said 142, yeah. But so that'd be like 17 pounds off. So that'd. That mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense, I suppose. You know, seventeen pounds is no out. joke when you're already that small, though. When you're yeah. like, like that yeah. was that was the first thing that you know you said. That was the first thing that I thought of when this fight was initially announced, like two or three months ago or whatever. Like TJ, like if if you were to, to ask me, like the most ripped fighters in the UFC, and not ripped as in fucking Glace and Tebow ripped. You know what I mean? Like not not much body weight to cut off. TJ Dillashaw would be one of the first guys I'd say. Like he's he's a slight slender guy even for fighting at 135 pounds i know whether that's his you know his mo to fight kind of at a low weight maybe he he only got up to 140 afterwards or something i don't know but it's it's a weird one it doesn't look like he's gonna he's gonna be able to cut down that much from from his last few fights but he he assures people he could like henry so who does you know in a similar boat he's missed weight a few times before i i've predicted on this podcast that it's it's going to be the first ufc title fight where both guys miss weight which could which could happen but i I hope it doesn't like obviously you've been you know backstage at fights and wins and stuff like just tell people how difficult it actually is between someone like like let's say mcgregor at 170 compared to mcgregor at 145 like and i know that's that's more than 10 pounds but still you know getting that extra weight off that extra five or six pounds in the end it's all guys even even guys even guys that like you know can cut down to bantamweight or or like featherweight from from the 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 weight above Mm -hmm. and they have a bit a bit to give even when they do it for the first time they usually don't perform to to the same level like uh recent example of an Irish guy comes to mind. I wasn't there for the weight cut or anything, but James Gallagher, you know, uh, he, he went down in weight. People kind of talked about him being being able to go down for a long time. Then he goes down and, and the weight cut's brutal and he doesn't, like, the more brutal. I don't, like, it's it's all relative. Like, some guys can lose weight easier. I think when you're younger, you can do it easier, maybe. But uh, there's only so many of these extreme weight cuts you have in you as well. Like, and it does take something out of you. Like, these guys are like, like crawling out of, of uh, saunas and uh, ice baths and or not ice baths salt baths and 
stuff like that, like uh, even making their normal weight, the weight classes, a lot of these guys in the UFC and in other, in other promotions. So it, it's, you know, your body's so dehydrated. You haven't eaten properly in, in, it depends how long. A lot of guys don't do it right. A lot of guys don't know what they're doing. Like they, they think they know what they're doing, but they don't know what they're doing. And maybe, maybe nobody knows what they're doing or maybe everybody's doing it wrong because it's brutal. Like it, it, it <laughs> Like some guys, some some guys, some guys can do it. Like uh, can do it easier than other guys. I think, but uh, I think maybe George Lockhart was saying that it's harder. It's harder for girls to do it. Mm-hmm. But you, you see people missing missing weight, and they look like they're 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 about to die. And it's their own it's their own weight class. Yeah. You know, if you do one thing, little thing wrong, it can cost you badly, and it can make it so much more brutal to wake up. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, and even you know, if you pick up a you know, a little bit of a, a hamstring strain or something two weeks out and you can't or do your road or, or yeah. something, you know, uh, it's going to be a bit of flu or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. But I suppose, you know, that, that'll be the, the day before the fight and on the, on the fight day itself. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I think, are you siding with, with Henry? Are you siding with, with TJ? I think I'm just about siding with TJ. <sighs> but, yeah. yeah. Like I would, like I was thinking TJ for a long time, but then uh, now I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to pick Cejudo. Oh yeah. Fair play, Joe. Yeah, fair play. We're going against each other again. We, we put a five run it. I, Owe you like a thousand euro already because of fucking- <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep it going. It's like monopoly money. Let's just keep it going, indeed. Let, let's get back to the ESPN plus one, whatever shite card it's called in a yeah, while. Yeah. But you, you mentioned James Gallagher there. Let's talk about this for the next few minutes. This this Bellator two one seven card in in Dublin. Um, you know, we talked about it last week, and I kind of said and, and think you agree that maybe it needed one more big fight, and they released some more fights uh, this week. Um, you know, the, I think Paul Redmond versus Charlie Leary was already uh, announced on it, but there was a few more. Will Flory against Sean Taylor, Kiefer Crosby uh, fight against uh, Daniel Onichek was already announced as well. Ryan Curtis, Lewis Gonzalez, um, Richie Smullen, Adam Gustav, Dylan Logan, Andrew Murphy, Liam McCourt also has a fight on it. Um, Sinead Kavanagh has a fight as well. And I believe uh, Richard, um, what's his name? Kylie. Kylie has a fight as well. <laughs> <laughs> kill me for not remembering his name, but there you go. Like, I, I was talking to Pete about this as well, and he was talking about it on his podcast, Your Bash Podcast. Give him a now listen as well. Um, that it's just like it's it's a. I think it's a good card for the Irish fighters on it. And we want to see Irish lads getting fights, and it's a good Helix card. I think if if this was you know a Cage Warriors card in the Helix or a Bama card in the Helix. I think everyone would be saying, you know, very good card. James Gallagher, you know, coming up. And, and in the main event, this Queely Miles Price fight is a very good fight. Very good domestic yeah. fight as well. But, you know, John Kavanagh coming out and saying it's the second best, you know, Cage Warriors wouldn't ever. put on like 20 fights though. Or what? how many fights is this? It's yeah, there's like loads of fights. Way too many well. fights. But like, it's missing. It's not a Bellator card, is it? You know, this is a this is a Bama card. This is a local card, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't have, it doesn't have any kind of... You know, Lee McGeary, like against Chris Fields, would they try to put together? It ended up being Brett McDermott, but uh, they tried to like bring in a guy, a former champ. You know, they somebody who's like main evented their their cards before and make it feel like a like a real card. But this time they're just trying to, like you know, they want James Gallagher's star to grow and um, all the Irish guys. They they obviously want a good crowd and they're trying to get they're, they're trying to get like a lot of Irish guys. They put they put Peter Creeley against Miles Price after Miles Price was was training in Habib's camp. I don't know how long or what happened there but he said some things about about SBG and so there's a bit of there's a, there's, I don't know if, if there's a bit of heat there but I think I think there might be um, haven't been talking to either guy but 
that that should be an interesting one. Um, Carl Moore is another one, like you know, a guy on the verge of the UFC, but just kind of lost a bit of steam. Like you know, he was got, he had the he had the chance. Everybody was talking all oh, the first Cage Warriors dual champion since since Conor McGregor, Irish guy, like eight and one, and then he just he he lost at the at the, at the final hurdle there, like kind of like of of kind of making a name for himself and probably getting signed to the UFC. So this is a huge fight for him and uh, like that's what I'm very interested in seeing. Um but it, it's Shane, like it, I suppose you know if he Shane won, Cavan has been on a few cards in in yeah. Bellator like uh, in the states and stuff so and Paul Redmond's obviously been in the UFC so but they have him kind of on on the down the card a bit I think or maybe the, that's not the bad order maybe that's just yeah a lot of those guys are coming off a loss as well like let's say if if Karen Moore had won and he was coming in here you know fighting I don't know like a Liam McGeary or someone like that or some you know name heavy like Ryan Nelson or someone like that you know coming in as a double champion they decide to give him a push early or something like that or you know James Gallard won here and he was fighting a pit bull brother you know that it'd be a big main event that we can we can get behind but and, and you know obviously we're going to get behind as well and all that hopefully the Irish fans I, I you know tell anyone to go and buy a ticket and watch it it'd be a good yeah. night like of fights, people like, like Kiefer like and these mm-hmm. guys coming up like Ryan Curtis like you know he, he lost one fight against a, a guy who turned out to be really good like you know these guys are early in a career losses a lot of the time make guys a lot better so there, mm-hmm. there's definitely some interesting fights there but uh, and uh, from an Irish perspective for, for me you and a lot of people listening to this podcast in Ireland it's it's a, it's a good card but yeah. to other people looking in going who are these guys yeah and he like that that fan base who oh, wants to watch to go and support Irish MMA is very very small let's be honest about it here this mm. is you know this is t- what two or three thousand people that are going to show up to, to, to these cards like you know the Helix mm. cards even back after Connor had gotten to the to the UFC were still I remember one going, going up to the to collect my credentials one day and you know they were talking about it and he goes oh I think there's like 100 tickets left or something and it was like 900 people in there or something like that so that's you know that's the kind of level, and I know it's grown a bit since that. But has it has it tripled since that? I'm not too sure. And I think you need something to draw in the fans. You know the UFC fans, or the you know the the people who are not just going to support Irish MMA. You need something big in there. Now James Gallagher might be that, but I don't know if he's that yet. I don't know if he's that coming off of a loss. You know, I, I think he like James Gallagher is a young guy coming through. You know, people saw him at McGregor. He's had a, had a lot of criticism as well, but still, I I think people realize that you know he could have he could have been he could be something special, but like at this point in his career after just coming out of, off of a loss it's probably the worst time for him to headline but in, you know in the future if he goes on and wins you know he could talk about it being the the kind of springboard back but we're talking about right now and I, I think it's 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 kind of an odd one maybe you know I think James Gallagher headlining after a win would have been would have made a lot of sense but but right now I don't know, like some, you know, the people were talking about Vincent Henderson versus Norman like the, Mc, the AJ McKee fight, mm. if he had a one, would have been would have been a big fight, and it, it would have been yeah. probably it probably would have been like what they maybe were hoping for, but it didn't work out. And it looks, I don't know anything about this guy, but from his record, it looks like they're trying to give James Gallagher Gallagher a win, mm-hmm. um, which uh, is completely understandable. Uh, Definitely, of yeah. course, uh, this is. This is how building building people that people are interested building fighters that people are interested in works. And people criticize it, but it's MMA has always worked like this. Yeah. Um, it's 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 about winning, and he has to he has to look good as well. Like he can't just if if he wins this fight, like uh, the uh, Mike Mike Cutting was it or what was his name? Yeah. Cutting. If he yeah. wins it like that, like I know that wasn't his fault. The guy was, I don't know what the guy was doing, but <laughs> if if it looks like that, like even if he wins, they'll be kind of like 
kills the hype a bit more and give the haters, which are, there's a lot of uh, more fuel. So he, he's probably going to go out there and choke the guy straight away. Be my prediction. I don't know anything about the guy though, but James Gallagher's done that a lot of times, and it's very hard to stop a guy who's really good at, at doing that. Yeah. Um, but especially when you're not like a top level, you're not a like you're you're like you're fighting for Bellator in in Dublin. You're not like at the the top level or in the top in the top promotion. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't see you know uh, today FM or any of the radio stations being like oh this big Bellator card and in like they're not going to get that kind of push. They don't have any. They have one Polish guy on the card, so they're not, they're probably not going to get the Polish community. They're trying to just make it a local card and sell tickets. You think by looking at the card, but I don't know how well it's going to sell. Yeah, like I, I think you know, John Kavanagh called this the second biggest card in Irish MMA, and I, I don't think it ever was. You know, looking back at those, KL, all, well, there's all two Cage UC Dublin's, there's three UC Dublin's. Yeah, and there's... the last Bellator card as well. You know, with with AJ McKee and and Brian Moore and stuff like that. That was a really really good card as well, and had most of these guys as well that are going to be on it. Yeah. You know, had to be a really good card. I think that it was, is an important card for for Irish MMA. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. uh, I know what John's talking. Maybe John's talking about. You know, these guys need fights. Can't get fights. We talk about it a lot, like uh, how hard it is to get fights and. You know, uh, years gone by, people like Richie Smullen and uh, Richard Coyley and Sam Slater, like Sam Slater's a guy people have been talking about in SPG for years, about how good this guy is. Wait, wait, you see this guy, wait, you see this guy. These guys, like years, years gone by, would have had loads of fights by now mm-hmm. on the local scene, just loads of shows every three weeks, every month or whatever. Sometimes twice there would be a show on, uh, there'd be an amateur show on and, and, a, and a, a half amateur, half pro show on each week for like you you wouldn't be able to even go to them all but now it's it's now 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 it's vitally important that Bellator do give these or somebody gives these guys fights like mm-hmm. there is there is a talent out there but they just need fights like Sam Slater now only is 2 and 0 like in years gone by he'd probably be eight fights deep seven fights deep mm-hmm. people like you know people like Paddy Hulan had, had fights so much quicker and got to 10 and 0 so much quicker uh, then these guys can now because the fights just aren't there. So maybe John Kavanaugh's somebody ringing you there. Son. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. There's someone will answer. John, yeah, um, maybe I don't think he's talking about that Todd not in all honesty I think he's you know he's kind of just promoting it because there's loads of guys <laughs> you know from his gym on his card yeah, you know, oh, yeah definitely yeah. definitely like uh, there's definitely part of that but it is a, like a, uh, you could argue that it is a very important card for yeah, a lot of these guys like Kiefer Crosby yeah. as well like Will Flurry, Ryan Curtis like uh, years gone by he probably would have he'd had a lot more fights as well like he's been around for, for as long as I can remember even though he's still young mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's really important for these guys to have a chance to to experience like a, an arena as well, like because it, it is different from fighting in, in a hall. Uh, a lot of guys talk about that. One hundred percent. Yeah, and hopefully, like people people show up, I'd be I'd be skeptical if they're you know they're talking about sellouts and stuff. I I don't think that'll happen, but I I, I hope there. I I hope it is because it'll be great, you know, to show people and you know the the. Uh, the uh, IWMWA AGM was there last week and stuff as well, and you know we got a press release about it afterwards, which is more than we've got, you know, in the last year from him. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago on Patreon, so at least you know that's a step forward, and you know they're talking about things that yeah. they were planning on doing, and hopefully that that all comes to fruition. And hopefully we're we're seeing press releases from them every three weeks about things they're doing and meetings they've been having and stuff. I think you know keep people clued in if they're doing stuff, keep people clued in, and you know if if they don't keep people clued in, you you can't 
just you know give out to people for giving out about you not doing anything uh, i think that's another big step as well and you know getting all the gyms together and getting all the teams to come together and everyone you know getting in there and maybe not agreeing and stuff but debating stuff and and deciding which the best way to go is because you know there's 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 been a lot of kind of you know there's been a lot of disagreements in irish mma and stuff as well and getting i think getting the sport together in ireland is a, is a big thing and and you know we're, we're very far behind at the moment in terms of getting this legalized as a sport and you know moving this sport on and i think they really need to, to get their act together you know john kavanagh is the uh he is the the head of that as well so he's he's the man at the forefront of it he's the man with, with bellator now with all these all these fighters on the card as well and uh, you know i'd be interested to to and maybe ask him and ask Scott Coker as well uh, especially Scott Coker I think you know he kind of has he has Irish MMA especially and, and a lot of the UK MMA as well kind of in, in the palm of his hands at the moment and himself and Jude Samuel and stuff and it'd be interesting to see you know what their kind of take is on that because there isn't you know you've Cage Legacy which are doing a, a phenomenal job in my opinion putting on cards for, for younger guys and, and, and girls as well and, and amateur fights mostly but Bellator have kind of the pro scene down now it's it's basically all them you know with a few lads dylan took and, and a few more guys over and, and reese mckee as well uh in in cage warriors and and you know it's it's a very interesting one because i was listening to to the no shame podcast with, with paddy hoolan and and chris fields and they were talking about it or sorry they were talking about that like the the kind of the hard road through true cage warriors you might get as much money and stuff but you might be you know a better way of, of getting through and getting those hard fights and i'm, I'm glad to hear well, those. i was kind of yeah. debating he was like well i don't know which way i'd go he was but <laughs> that's the kind of sort of thing like we we've had um you know we had richard kiley on the podcast before we had artem on the podcast before and that's a thing i always ask people like that and they both kind of were, were very staunch in the fact that we want to get you know the hard fights quickly and we don't want to get you know these easy fights to get us through there and i've i've always thought maybe the opposite might be true or thinking about it at least and it was nice to hear Carl and patty actually talking about that and you know thinking about that as as two different routes to actually you know bring your career forward and stuff like that so you know that that's a very interesting thing as well and and to you know young fighters coming up hopefully they're thinking more about that and not just going and taking the hardest fight you can possibly take when you're when you're two and oh or, or three and oh or whatever i don't think that's always the wisest decision but we could go on probably with an hour uh for this anyway but irish mma look there's the, the, the cage legacy show a couple of weeks are very good this this show coming up a lot of irish fighters on it hopefully people will show up that i was expecting a better show to be honest when it's bellator coming over but look hopefully people will, will show up to it anyway and hopefully it's a it's a very good show but um yeah we'll talk about it more in the next couple of weeks i think it's six weeks away or something anyway so we'll any lads out there who want to be on the podcast come on talk about it let, let me know and I, i'll get you on hopefully we'll have three or four lads on that card on the podcast anyway but before it uh before it happens all right let's get back into this uh, ESPN uh, card as well. Look, we, we talked a lot about Greg Hardy, I suppose, a couple of weeks ago, and I don't want to maybe, you know, talk about it too much because we've already done it and nobody wants to hear it again, I suppose. But, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on, on Greg Hardy, I suppose, him debuting here and him as an actual fighter with everything left aside, I suppose? Is the controversy potentially brings worth the, the squeeze? Like, do people actually know who Greg Hardy is really... And if they do, do they really care about his MMA career? What do you mean the people uh, know about him? Isn't he really famous American football player, no? I thought he was. But do the people that do know about him, like in America, do they actually care about him enough to, to ever buy him on pay per view? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, I don't know. Is it worth is it worth is that is that is that is the potential of that worth is he ever gonna be worth the potential 
Like, I don't know. I just, I, it's a risky decision, is what I'm yeah, saying. I suppose that's it's a good a, question, yeah. But, like, do people care enough about these indiscretions? Well, they are, they are desperately in need of pay per view draws, so they're just kind of desperate, maybe. Maybe that's why they're, they need to sell pay per views. Like, uh, the, the Jones one is a, is a big bonus for them. The last Jones number, I think, I, I would have expected it to be lower. So, they, they do still have them guys, but John Jones, like, you know, at any moment, he'll get himself banned for four years. Uh-huh. Uh, or, well, like, four months. No, 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 well, he probably, seven. yeah, whatever. <laughs> go Have to go through a year of, of yeah, or two of, yeah, whatever. Like, and Diaz is interested in fighting. His Nick's still a draw after 17 years of not fighting. Yeah. Um, Five years, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> They need stars, like, Ronda's gone. Maybe they do think the the risk is worth the potential reward, but maybe because we're not in America, we don't like see NFL news ever. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like unless like unless you go specifically look for it on the internet. So maybe maybe he's a huge deal over there, and I don't know about that. But uh, just uh, it's a very risky decision that I'm surprised they made. I suppose that is kind of the key as well, isn't it, to their their decision making? He probably is that, otherwise they probably wouldn't be doing it. Like if this was so some no name guy, they'd probably get rid of him. Although they had like that, did CM Punk yeah. did CM Punk do numbers? Like he's he was on TV every whatever was, was wrestling every two twice a week. The problem with CM Punk is it took like three years. Remember he he came over and he went training. For yeah, two but years Greg Hardy. Ago. When's the last time he was in the NFL? I I don't I, I'm not sure, but yeah, mm, I don't know. Mm. Years, yeah. Maybe I'll get someone on to talk about it. There's probably been like uh, there's probably been 10,000 players gone through the NFL since uh, people get cut all over the place and the new guy comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's true. But like, as a fighter, I think he's obviously very, very raw. If anyone is watching, just knocking guys out in a few seconds, and which is obviously very, very you know, hard to judge. You know, it's a bit like. It's a bit like, you know, we've seen it with loads of other fighters kind of coming into the UFC and, you know, I, I would have loved to see them just go straight in against <laughs> Derek Lewis or something like that. Let's let's see how we can uh, let's see how we can go. But yeah, look, it's... Well, the guy has fought some decent guys and he's yeah. 12 he fights, but they must have picked this guy thinking that Greg Hardy is about to style to beat him. Like, so... If, if if they put him in in there and he loses, it's really stupid decision to like maybe maybe the the blowback won't be as bad as it could be, but it, the potential blowback maybe the UFC just don't care. They've had enough contra- they've had so much controversy they just they couldn't give a shit about yeah. controversy. Uh, I think controversy. they don't care. Yeah. You want to say oh, all all PRs go PR exactly. or whatever it is. All publicity is go publicity. And he's in the core man event here as well, so that you know that's <laughs> yeah. another that's another sign of it. And then I suppose going straight on from that as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Rachel Ostovich is fighting Paige Van Zant as well on the main card. You know, Rachel obviously mm. was allegedly a victim of uh, of domestic abuse abuse not so long ago and she's come out and said that you know everyone deserves a, sh- a second chance and she doesn't mind like what else is she going to say I suppose yeah. you know, unless she I, mean, I think it's impo- like I, uh, I don't know what happened but I, uh, Greg Hardy he actually I don't think he was ever actually convicted or he if he was off, it was yeah. like expunged or something it's some, like that's important to say like because mm-hmm. people think they know what happened in a lot of cases uh, and and they don't. Um, very few, like sometimes only the people who actually the accused and the accuser are, are the only two people who actually know what happened. So, um, I'm not saying he didn't do it, or I have no idea. Like, I haven't, I didn't follow it. As I said, we don't get uh, NFL news or NFL player uh, news in, in Ireland, and I wasn't looking looking at it on the internet, so I don't know what happened. But yeah. I think it's that is uh, nobody really mentions that. And it, maybe, like, maybe we don't know what happened, but 
like in a lot of cases, I'm not talking about individual cases, but in a lot of in a lot of cases, people think they know what happened and something else happened. Yeah, but then I'm not talking about Greg Hardy. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, that that Rachel Ostevich Paige Van Zandt fight is supposed to get onto the actual fight. I was looking at the odds for that the other day, and I saw Paige Van Zandt was actually the favorite. I've been backing Rachel Ostevich, and I think Rachel Ostevich is a very mm. good fighter. Well, not a very good fighter, but a good fighter, and she's good wrestling and stuff as well. If she can get near Paige Van Zandt, take her down. I think she's a lot bigger than Paige yeah. Van Zandt as well. I think I, I think Rachel Ostevich will win that fight, but I, my picks have gotten very bad mm. recently. Although I did pick Amanda yeah. Nunes to beat Cyborg. It's, it's, a, it's annoying because like sometimes you, you you look at odds and you think, oh, this might be a market where where maybe in the past it would have been it would have been a good bet, but now the the, the bookmakers seem to have it have it down. Like they you're do, looking yeah. at the Lipsky fight and you think like, oh. Maybe they haven't been following Lipsky that, that 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 closely, and maybe they think Joanne Calderwood's going to be a, a favorite here. But then you check it, and it's, it's still way around. Is it? So, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Like, uh, yeah. So. I, I only found out today that Lipsky is Brazilian. I thought she was Polish all the time because she was fighting <laughs> in KSW. I never knew she was Brazilian. I saw a picture of her with Chris Cyborg today, and Chris Cyborg was like supporting my fellow Brazilian. I was like, what? Lipsky's? Br- How did I not know? Why did PZ not tell me this? What kind of a what kind of a European MMA expert is Beatsy to not tell me this? How dare he? But anyway, yeah, that's that's <laughs> another great fight, isn't it? Lipsky, if people haven't seen her, she's she really is the real deal, isn't she? She was in cage. She was fight on that Dublin card, wasn't she? She was. She's a really yeah, really good fighter. Yeah. So yeah, the KSW. Good. It was a good card. Good promote. Like that was that was uh, yeah. nine thousand. That was, that was a loud, loud, real loud, nine thousand people in there. Loud night <laughs> with, the, with the Polish yeah. draining out the Irish a lot of the time as well. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, Joseph Benavides, Dustin Ortiz as well. I think that's a rematch as well. That that should be a good fight. Gregor Gillespie and C. Madera is looking forward uh, to that as well. Don Cerrone, Alex Hernandez is probably apart from the main event the best fight on this on this card. You know, Alex mm. Hernandez. This guy looks like the absolute real deal. He beat. Uh, he beat my boy Benil Darius, didn't yeah. he? In, in his, he was, he, but like, like I, I like Benil Darius's fighting style as well. But he he does have a suspect chin, and it was an early, it was an early knockout, wasn't it? Yeah, if I remember right. Oh, yeah, it was early knockout. So, so mm, he hasn't fought that many good guys like uh, OAM or uh, what's his name, uh, oh, Uben Mercier yeah. is a. Uh, is a uh, is a good fighter, but he's he's nowhere near like he's nowhere near Don Cerrone in terms of experience and well roundedness. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though Don Cerrone has gaping holes in his game in a, in a lot of fights, yeah. he can be exposed uh, for not moving his head and getting boxed up. But I don't know if Alexander, I don't know if he's the guy to do it. Like, um, look, Hernandez is. He looks he looks apart, but who's he fighting except for Benil Darius? And that's one fight. And Don Cerrone, like, it's so hard to know. He's so inconsistent. Uh, maybe he's over the hill, or maybe he's just going through one of the slumps that he's gone through in his career. You know, he could come back and win four on the bounce, and people be talking about him getting title shots and McGregor fights again. You know? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, look, it's it's a good car. This was up up and down. So hopefully, uh, I think I think it's like a lot of a lot of Don Cerrone's is mental and getting off to a, a decent start and not getting punched in the face a lot of times in the first couple of minutes is, yeah. like, I think it's very important to Don Cerrone grows yeah. in confidence if that doesn't happen yeah I think Hernandez will beat him to be honest but let's see I suppose this is you know that, that if he doesn't uh, let Don Cerrone get settled in I yeah. think he can do it but if he if he's if this is like God, oh, this is a big legend I'm fighting uh, this is the biggest fight in my career like he kind of if he eases himself into it a bit, it might Don Cerrone might get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like if Cerrone's up for it as well, lots of lots of times as well. And if his mental attitude is right, he's actually yeah, very exactly, hard to beat. Yeah. You know, he's really good. Um, all right, moving on here, John Jones. Unless you can box well. Unless you can box well. <laughs> in your uh, John Jones, he's fighting Anthony Smith at UFC two three five. Uh, he his Yay. tests <laughs> his, his, his tests were negative. 
uh, for his last fight. He's for USADA and for the the UFC. And mm. he drew seven hundred thousand buys for UFC two three two. So a bit three good bits of news for John Jones, I suppose. When we we see a lot of negativity around John Jones, that seven hundred thousand buys is a very good number, isn't it? How much would you put yeah. that down to John Jones, and how much would you put down to, to Cyborg versus Nunes? I I put most of it down to John Jones, and but I Cyborg say, Nunes, I say, what, I say yeah. a lot more John Jones, like uh, like maybe a lot of people don't like John Jones as well and they want to see him lose and this is a guy who people say oh like people who don't like John Jones point to and say oh he beat him before so this mm-hmm. is their guy that, that can do it again like you know I so think, I think maybe people there's have, a lot of that going on like yeah, people and have this... people do like John Jones people like the oh, I don't give a shit I don't yeah. give a fuck kind of attitude like what do you people think? didn't like John Jones like more people I think didn't like John Jones when he was pretending to be yeah, this like older than Dow guy 100%. it was so fake and it, nobody believed it and uh, now like okay a lot of people hate him but I think more people like him since he's stopped giving a fuck. Yeah. What, like, what do you think of this stuff about, you know, people are going to tune out because of the steroids? Like, I never really heard anyone <laughs> actually saying that. I think it's has just... That ever, has that ever happened in no. the history of the UFC? Like... I think it's just like... And if you want that to be, like, a talking point that John Jones shouldn't fight because of steroids or whatever, I, I 100% back you. You should be allowed to do that. I've probably done a bit of it myself uh, in the past. But I don't think it's ever been really a narrative that I'm going to tune out because this guy has done steroids. Like... No, <laughs> like that's that's just not a realistic thing that's happening. Like, and I don't like I okay, a few people doing that. When I say no one's doing it, you know that's that's uh, hyperbole or whatever. But I don't think people are doing that. Let's be honest about it here. And you know, this number definitely shows it as well. So you know, a huge number for for John Jones and Amanda Nunes. Like, but John Jones versus Anthony Smith. Someone was kind of saying it to me there that is he going to draw with that? And I I don't think it'll be seven hundred thousand boys, but you know, because it's not as good a matchup as Gustafson. You know, that was the greatest fight in UFC history, the first one, and you had Cyborg Nunes as well. But you have Woodley Usman on that UFC 235 card as well. I'd be expecting it to get, you know, anywhere from 400,000 to maybe 650,000 or somewhere like that, probably around the 500,000 mark. And I think that'd be pretty good for them as well. You know, I think. I think anything over 400,000 is, is a big hit for the UFC these days and in, in this changing pay-per-view market. So I think, you know, that's big big for John Jones as well. And obviously the negative test is, you know, he he, he could fail again in, in a week's time if this M3 metabolite thing is to be believed, which I spoke about in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. There's no point going into it all over again, but it's it, it really means nothing, John Jones' positive test. Even if he'd failed that test for the M3 metabolite or a little bit, it still wouldn't be a test failure in their eyes anyway. So it makes absolutely reference what about before we move on this Woodley Usman fight and news what, what like do you feel anything bit bad for Colby or anything or are you just happy that this is kind of a better fight um yeah I think it's a, it's a better it's a more likely fight to be close but I think it might be a little bit too soon for Usman Me so too. I think it's the wrong decision to go to, I think they should, should, should have went with Colby because he's probably going to sell it better as well yeah I, I think they probably should have gone with Colby as well and just give give Woodley a little bit of you yeah, can put been, the, they love putting the belts and all that stuff everywhere and yeah. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised they did this he's, Colby's not even the champion anymore does he didn't they take the belt off oh, him when, when well, he, they can, he fought till they can put a trophy promos in of him getting the belt strapped on or in the, they can throw the footage of him getting the belt put on in the promo or whatever on the ad yeah 100% yeah they could, they could do that I suppose sure they, <laughs> they might as well but I'm looking for I, I think the Ponzinibbio fight would be the best fight uh, for not for Woodley but against Woodley I think it'd be a really good fight between Colby and Usman I think Usman has a better chance of beating him but has an even better chance in, in 6 or, or 12 months time maybe I agree with you I think it's a little bit too early and I would have given it to Ponzi Nibio now I, I don't like 
that Colby fight, okay, there's shite talk and stuff, but I don't think it'll go to any boys. I think it's like, you know, 2,000 people on Twitter actually care about it and nobody else gives a flying fuck about it, so I'm not too I'm not too bothered. You know, Colby's probably earned it. He's, Colby's definitely earned it in fairness because he's beaten the guys Usman has beaten and he's beaten him, them before him, which is always a better... You know, a better metric of who you bet beat the better guy. You know, it's rarely, you know, a guy gets better after he gets beaten. So, you know, that's another thing. But look, it's a good fight anyway. I'm not going to complain about it uh, too much. Uh, let's get to a couple of these questions here before we go. Um, I'm going to, I was talking about it last week on on, Patre- on the Patreon q and I'm going to answer a lot of the Patreon questions over in the Q&A over the next uh, couple of weeks. If you want it answered on the podcast, uh, just give me, a, give me a text or whatever and uh, I can do them there. I'll answer a few here as well on that. But I'm going to spread the, the Patreon, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook questions over the, the this podcast and over the Q&A. And on both of them, I'll answer every single question that's sent in. So every question you sent in, it will be answered. Go up and sign up to, to Patreon, severemed.com forward slash Patreon. And your question will be answered if you send it in. So there you go. Uh, you can text in as well, 87 uh, you can see that number on the top of our uh, our Twitter page or, or on our Facebook page or whatever as well if you want to send the text at any stage uh, during the week. All right, Jennifer Millsap, first question here, a friend of the podcast. Uh, if you could give MMA promotions, UFC, Bellator, One, FC, PFL, Invicta, etc., a grade for the year for their performance, what grades would you give them and why? I like. I think I think everyone kind of had a mid-lane year, didn't they? I, I think it was one of those years. Maybe one championship because they signed a lot of guys and stuff. Maybe you could give them an A. Because they they've they've improved an awful lot. Uh, an A, yeah. I don't know about an A. Like they, nobody nobody has started the hardcore is is, is yeah. But like for what's going on for their you know for what they are like. I'm not saying compared to the UFC, they're they're an A and the UFC or a C or anything like that. But you know for what yeah. they are, I think they've they've done exceedingly well to sign a Demetrius Johnson and to sign you know Eddie Alvarez. I think it's you know fair play to them. God bless them. But uh, yeah, Invicta. What like, what's the crack with Invicta? You rarely hear about Invicta anymore, do you? You know, even when the fights are on, it's just Invicta's kind of died a death over the last year and stuff, hasn't it? It's a bit weird. Yeah, like uh, yeah, just now that you said it, I haven't heard a lot about Invicta at all. I think with the meta cards you used to year putting on, people just don't have the time or yeah. the the interest in in more more even more content, uh, fight, <laughs> more fights live. So uh, also having all the nearly all the top fighters in the or top women fighters in the UFC already just like Invicta used to have guy people like Cyborg and all these other girls who are now in the UFC so it's 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 it's, it's different for them now they they're not they don't have the the top girls anymore yeah um Evan Keevney asked actually last week over on Patreon and I said I'd put it to you here uh which members of team Sheehan and team Graham will have the best 2000 and 19. I think mine was, was pretty easy. You know, I've got Tom Ducunwa, Francis Singano in there. I think one of one of those two lads as well. But for yours, your, your team is uh, Fabian Edwards, Dominic Cruz, Gaethje, Ingano, uh, TKZ, Whitaker, Lando, Habib, McGregor, Nick Diaz, and DJ. Which which one of them do you think will have the best 2019? Read the first couple off again there. Um, uh, Fabian Edwards, Dominic Cruz, Justin Gaethje, Francis Ingano. The Korean zombie. Uh, well, Justin Gaethje will probably have another year like he always has. Uh, he can, it depends how you kind of classify it in terms of excitement. He he probably be the be the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could he could do. Yeah, it's it, Dominic Cruz obviously injured as well. He probably won't have the best year ever. So there, yeah, there you Justin go. Justin Gaethje will get injured and not fight this year. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Brian Watson, do you think John Kavanaugh will coach Connor again? I think there's a big chance he won't. Yeah, I don't know. John Kavanaugh went on, was it the Joe Rogan podcast or some somewhere, and said, you know, unless it's a fight he agrees with, he won't coach him. So, you know, that's John Kavanaugh's word, so we don't know. I, I'd say he probably will, but, you know, McGregor's been training a lot in ace if, if it goes by his, his Instagram, and maybe just because he's living down in Clare and stuff, maybe, that, maybe that's it. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? Graham knows. Did you know, Graham? No, I don't know. You don't know, fucking Kai. Fucking shit, that's all you are. Uh, Farrell Connolly via text. True or false? Uh, James Gallagher fights for a title in 2019. False. Mm-hmm. A title. Um, Maybe they introduced the, the uh, Bellator European title and he fights for that. Mm-hmm. They could do that. Um... <sighs> Maybe Give I'll go with no, false, but I think he will in the next two years. Uh, yeah, I think he. Well, yeah, I think he probably will as well. Yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor retires in 2019. <clears throat> no, nobody retires in MMA. What are you talking about? Maybe even if he does retire, he doesn't retire. So there you go. Dana White. Yeah. Dana White tells the truth. Thanks for the cheese. Definitely false. Dana White telling the truth. Oh, uh, definitely true, but there would be a lot of lies in there as well. Yeah, Derek Kelly has to be carried out of his bedroom after UFC Dublin again. <laughs> true, true, I'd say. That's probably true. I'm going go to go with true for that one. Actually, I remember Derek Kelly last time we were there. He was he was your man wearing the Severe Met. Do you remember that? We were drinking yeah, bites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was touched at us that night. So, yeah, he'd probably have to be carried out uh, again. A few from Instagram here. Who are Amanda Nunes, Valentina Shashinko, and Tug Rose's next three fights, wins or losses? Uh, Amanda Nunes, I think, will probably fight... Um, She'll probably fight uh, Cyborg again. Valentina Shashinko. Jesus, who is even at 125? Jessica I. Uh, Tug Rose is fighting Andrade. That was actually announced there not too long ago. So, yeah, those ne- their next three. I think Nunes, Cyborg, who'll win that? I think Nunes will win it again. Shashinko will definitely win. And Tug Rose. What about Tug Rose, Andrade? Who do you think will win that? I think, uh, yeah, I think Rose I mean, Nunes is, is more well-rounded. I think she's going to be hard to put away, uh, Andrade. But, and she's, she's looked much better since she dropped weight. But... I think Rosanne Muniz is too dynamic uh, and just has 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 more angles and uh, Andrade is kind of she's very good at what she does but she's basic enough very basic actually yeah Sean Boyle is Colby trying to do a McGregor before UFC 200 show how big he is outside the octagon in my opinion it's working because I've seen a lot of him this week no God Let's, people need to realise Colby is Colby's only big in like the 400 people you follow on, on Twitter like nobody knows who Colby is outside of those people Colby is not Colby's great crack like or, he's either great crack or you hate him he's one of those two things but nobody apart from like you and your three friends online actually know who he is like do, do people realize that I wonder do that I don't know what do you think yeah but Colby like uh, obviously he's trying to be controversial you're going to remember things he said if you if you follow him on social media or if you're an MMA fan but if you're not you, you don't know who the guy is uh, I think most people don't know who the guy is so yeah I think he the outrageous things he does and says will, will make an impact on you if you see them but if, you know, like a lot, not a lot of people have seen them yeah um, last question there from Instagram we got one or two more from uh, from Twitter here uh, true or false Jones will beat Luke and Kane over the next couple of years to complete the AKA trifecta False. False. Yeah, I don't think. I, I think he could fight Luke because I, I think Luke will come up and maybe win one fight and then get a title shot. But I think he talked about it or he is doing it, isn't he? Luke, yeah, he is. But Kane will be the tough one. Like, can Kane come back and can he be Francis first of all, and then can he stay fit? So that'd be that's an interesting one, I suppose. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, Laurie O'Dwyer, uh, what American team do you reckon Connor could join in the next twelve months if he was going to go over to America? 
I don't know. I always thought AKA would be the perfect team for him if he did go over there, but that's kind of down to Swanee now. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen anytime soon, but... Yeah. <laughs> what, what's this crack as well with him? And a few people asked about it, actually, on, on Twitter and stuff. Uh, he, he kind of gave out about uh, Firas Ahabi. Apparently, Firas had said that Max Holloway would beat him this time around, and Connor kind of lost a rag and stuff about it. What, is there anything I, to, no I don't idea. know what they're I don't know. I can't. I can't keep track of his uh, Twitter beefs and stuff anymore. I've been with no UFC for the last three weeks. I've been getting up early mornings at like seven o'clock and living a life and actually doing stuff and not reading too much about MMA. And I can come on this podcast and actually good fun because I MMA isn't ruining my life. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happened there. Uh, all right, last question here from John Mintz over on Twitter. Now that the full card has been released, what are the lads' predictions for Bellator Dublin's main card? Um, Sinead Kavanagh probably win James Keller probably win um, Redzer will surely be on that main card he'll have to be on that main card it'd be it'd be ridiculous if Redzer's not in that main card um, what about that Queely Miles Price fight I, uh, it's, it's be... I, I think I think Queely will win I think yeah. uh, I think it'll probably be a dominant decision do you think so not really? dominant it might, like, it'll be a clear decision I think yeah could be, could be a good fight though like Queely's fights you know people criticise Queely an awful lot for you know obviously he's gone to a lot of decisions and stuff as well but Queely's been in, in some good fights you know that Joe McCulgan fight which which he lost was a very good fight that Decky Dalton fight in Cage Legacy a while back was a very very good fight as well so you know it should be a good fight Decky Dalton was brilliant yeah, yeah it was a brilliant, brilliant fight yeah Miles Price Miles Price is, might be the most relaxed man in the world like the last uh, was it the Bellator card or one, one of those cards anyway I like I, I was there and myself and PC were talking to himself and, and Redzer above before the event and then he kind of went down and I was looking at the card and I was like Miles Price is fucking fighting tonight <laughs> I was like I didn't even realize he was he was so relaxed he was just like talking away like like a guy that you know wasn't fighting that was just a guy that was just there to have a few points and stuff like it was very very odd so like I don't know if that's a, a help or a hindrance but I I think it would be a help anyway but uh, yeah that's just I suppose an interesting kind of anecdote to, to come in there and I suppose it'll be a big night as well you know people talking about that being one of the you know the the most look forward to fights in, in Irish MMA history whether it is or not I, I don't know but it's definitely no. a, it's de- <laughs> I love the way you just go no what's okay you'd be the man to know now what's the most the most heated maybe not the most heated rivalry in Irish MMA history but what's the most look forward to fight in Irish MMA history or a few of them even mm, what about okay, uh, well, Reds well, against Norman jo- jo- Johnny Redmond and uh, Chris Fields Chris Fields yeah um uh, Mopeter and Donnelly was a big one as well before as well. It wasn't heated, but it was it was it was a lot of talk about it. Uh, Roddy and Googerty, um fighting a guy who'd fought in the UFC and won in the UFC. I think Googerty had gone three and two in the UFC or mm-hmm. two and three in the UFC or something. Done well, in the, done d- decent in the UFC. So that was huge. Um, like John, John's funny actually that you don't really mention Irish guys against Irish guys and when we started this podcast myself and McGahan he used to give out to me and people on Twitter and all used to give out to me for always saying that I want to see Irish guys fighting each other I'm gl- and I said I literally said it at the time I'm going to be happy at the day when we kind of get past that when Irish guys can fight each other and it's just a normal thing when there's enough guys there to fight each other and we're at that point and that's a that's a very positive thing I think oh, well that's always happened in the past as well though yeah but people didn't like it you know they were saying like oh we should you know Norman and Reds are Norman and Connor well, guys, who, guys who were like both kind of coming up, but like who had a chance to kind of get get somewhere, like uh, like kind of be the the Conor McGregor who kind of breaks the glass ceiling or whatever in, in people's minds. Uh, <laughs> to use that strange uh, uh, analogy, but um, there's always been there's always been Irish guys against Irish guys, like Ronnie against SBG and 
Northern Irish guys against SBG and Rhino guys and Ryushin and Rush and, and all, all the gyms. That's true. That is true. All right, that was that was fun, Graham. Thank you. Had to, do we leave? Any, I feel like we didn't talk about something, but anyway, we'll we'll have like eight more podcasts. Uh, Kiefer Crosby, <laughs> we barely mentioned. Uh, ah, yeah, but we, this fight is coming up in six weeks, like so. We're definitely going to yeah. talk about all these fights again. But yeah, Kiefer. We, we barely mentioned he's he's fighting. You know, he's fighting the only Polish guy on the card, and yeah. that's a that, that's a mistake, I think, uh, for Bellator. Why do you think so? Uh, because they'll, he because might get the arena, yeah, the the Polish crowd isn't oh, going to yeah, be well, there. Yeah. That's true as well. Yeah, yeah, they could, yeah, they could surely get a few Polish lads. They probably have Polish lads on their, you know, get Christoph Szczesinski back in there or something like that. Get an old Polish lad. You yeah, know, some guy who's been in the UFC before. Like, it's yeah. not that difficult. No, it's not. Yeah, let's do it. Come on, Bellator, let's do it. Give us. Why didn't they put that Roy Nelson Crocop fight on? I want to see that. Put that in the comment <laughs> event. Let's let's do it. Let's be having it. I put it in the third fight down or whatever. Let's have that fight. I want to see that fight. You get you get loads of lads like me who want to watch you know UFC fights and you old fighters that we know. But anyway, they probably won't do that. Um, yeah. Man United versus Tottenham this weekend. Should be fun. What's your prediction, Graham? 2-2. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be a good game. I, I've a, I don't know. I hope Man United win. Obviously, I have a feeling it'll just be 1-0 Spurs for some reason. But I don't know. Spurs are really good and maybe a little bit underestimated because of Solskjaer and stuff coming in. But yeah. Anyway. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. Sign up on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Severe Met Podcast. Uh, and until next week, we leave you with the inspirational quote of the week. Courage isn't having the strength to go on. It's going on when you don't have the strength. We'll see you next Tuesday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday or Monday. Good luck.